what's oh, good? Shit, Welcome lying. back. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered. I'm Brittany, joined by my co-hosts, Jamal, Rich, and Ty. How, how are you? What up, gang? Grateful I'm first. I really hope they heard me roasting him. <laughs> I have no idea. They feel live until after, <laughs> fortunately. Hey. All y'all hilarious. really need to know is he's on a doo-doo fast. That's not what it is. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. How you feeling, Rich? Hungry as fuck. <laughs> but I am. But discipline is the key. I, I feel like I have a uh, a sugar addiction. So I had to cut and refast everything. So it's just fruits and water. Um, and then hopefully it resets my body and I can no longer be as addicted to sugar. How long, how long are you doing the fast for? It's going to be a week. You can only maintain a fast like this for one week. And you, any longer, and your body will start rejecting. A lot I can't of maintain a fast at all. Um, do so, see, oh, maintain and fast don't go in the same sentences. Yeah. Due to lack of protein, <laughs> because I, I have, I can only do this for one week, and then on, and actually, it'll be like on Monday, next Monday. I'm like, I'm gonna scarf an entire um, chicken cheeseburger. No chicken breast. Ooh. McDonald's though did come out with like a bacon crispy like McChicken ranch thing. I'm definitely gonna eat that. This is y'all learning that Rich loves McDonald's. <laughs> it really is. A if you're working out and you're trying to get fit, don't follow what I'm doing. Just you know, just follow his head. Instagram. Yeah, yeah stick to what you're doing. Yeah. But how y'all doing? What you doing? Um, pretty good. No complaints. I have an interview tomorrow, which I'm excited about. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh, Snuggles is sick. So I've been dealing with a, a sick Snuggles all day, which means he was up under me, um, which sucks. But besides that, yeah. What about you, Ty? Uh, so I've actually been in the process of getting the girls into wrestling because they're finally starting to get into it. So um, We've been having a lot of fun with that. We watched ECW One Night Stand, or at least the first half of it, while we were watching dinner. So that's been a lot of fun. Wait, like getting them into sports wrestling, or no, 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 pro wrestling, pro wrestling. Oh, wrestling. oh okay. Yeah. I'm thinking like like sports wrestling. Like, okay, they're gonna be beating ass. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. For that, they they actually they want to do Muay Thai, and I'm like, you guys are insane. Why do you want to do that? <laughs> Because they want to whoop your ass. No, clearly. Clearly. They want to kill me. <laughs> clearly. I'd rather. They have a vendetta against you. <laughs> I'd rather sniff pink. Well, really speaking of wrestling, before we hop in to the episode, um, just to plug at the beginning of the episode, um, our Patreon, make sure you guys check that out. We have new episodes of Keeping It Real and Anime Court that are up now that were recorded and put out this week. And we are doing a WrestleMania special. Um, Ty, Jamal, and I, Rich won't be there. Maybe, nope. maybe not. No. Um, but we're just going to be going live. So hop on live with us. It won't be recorded or anything, but just a watch party, our reactions, our commentary. Hop on and have a party with us. Um, but yeah. Bring your kids. Bring, yeah. It's, gonna, it's yeah. probably going gonna, gonna to be. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to, my my girls are going to be there because it's going to be their first mania that they're actually like invested in. My kids will probably come out of their room. Yeah. My kids <laughs> but they won't be there room. intentionally. <laughs> well, y'all have fun with that. I will be in Charlotte um, playing Pokemon. So 
that's that fun. I thought that's that that's next week, right? This week. No, it's this oh, week. this week. This weekend. Yeah, this weekend. WrestleMania? WrestleMania is the first. The first. Oh, oh, first and okay. second. Yeah. So you got the night off. Yeah. yeah there will be no shit. Not, there will be no shit talk Saturday. It will just be us okay. shit talking WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, today's episode is about gentle parenting, which is something that Rich has been dying to talk about for a minute (laughs) for a minute so um yeah let's let's jump in with what what do you consider to be a gentle parent what is gentle parenting okay so i don't even i don't even know to be quite honest with you what a gentle you just hate it so much (laughs) doesn't know a thing about it i don't even know what it is here's the word gentle parenting what i because typically for me, what I've what I've hear what I hear that comes with gentle parenting, right? I don't want to say it's lack of correction, uh, but I don't think their correction fixes anything, right? I think it's just most people when they say I'm a gentle parent, it just means that oh I don't want my kids, right? That's that's all they that's all they mean by that. I don't get them, you know. Um, we sit, we talk like two year olds really give a fuck about whatever you're saying and you know they they don't give a fuck about what you're saying (laughs) two-year-olds don't give a shit they don't give a shit it's in one (laughs) i mean i I can't reason with this i will be fair and say that i am probably stubborn to a fault when it comes to parenting um just because of the way that i was raised so i'm not gonna lie i probably am a little bit stubborn to that shit and i do believe in whooping children i did not say beating did not say assaulting i didn't say slap them i but i do whoop my children it, it's that simple but my children also understand that lessons can be learned through pain right or the lack of pain so if my, my when my son sees my other son getting so when when my oldest when my youngest son sees my oldest son getting in trouble right he like oh man don't want to do that he got a whooping for that i'm damn sure not going to do that like let me as a matter of fact darius will do the exact opposite of whatever rj does rj goes in the kitchen Darius like nope i'm waiting i'm just gonna wait because i have no idea what's gonna happen and so i'd rather not but that's because they've gotten in trouble for it before going in the kitchen when i'm not either not here or you know, when I'm asleep or whatever. Um, but it, it just, a lot of gentle parenting for me comes from like a lot of white people and how they raise their kids. And if you can already see, gentle parenting from what y'all doing ain't fucking working uh, because your kids still do dumb shit. Uh, like shit up school, but that's neither. Uh, but it's, it's, it's just not, I do not believe it is effective when it comes, oh shit, my kid. Okay, there we go. I do. I just don't find it to be effective when you only sit and try to like negotiate with your children, right? And and I just feel like that's not effective enough. Depending on your child, I will say that. Depending on the children that you have, for my kids, it's just not working. Them, there's no negotiation. There's no none of that because they'll take that shit and they be like, "Well, shit, I can do whatever I want." That's not what I say. And and I believe in a good threatening. A good threatening like cleanses the soul. Mm, mm, a good threatening cleanses like you know. 
You know, I say, hey, sit your ass down. And for some reason, my kids only understand when I curse. They never understand when I just say, hey, stop. Sit down. Don't do that. It's when I say, shut the fuck up. Sit down. Go sit your ass down. That's when they understand. It's like the language barrier. That's like they all they understand. But. So you know what I think it is? I think it's kids understand not necessarily the words you're using, but it's your tone. Yeah. Yeah, it's the tone. Because if I'm like, hey, dumbass, knock it off, my kids aren't going to stop. But if I raise my voice, I, hey, knock it the fuck off, hey, they sit down, they shut up, they stop doing what they're doing. It's the it's the tone of the voice. And I'll throw in one more. The way that I grew up, military style. My granddaddy was in the army. Um, and then obviously, as a, as, a, as a teen, young adult, I joined left once Marine Corps for 10 years. So that's all I knew growing up. That's, that's how I lived my life. And so my household was kind of structured that way. My wife is a Marine. And so we kind of structured our household where it's a, I am the head, you follow, you do as I say, do it now, because that's the most effective way of fucking doing things. No, I don't have time to explain. I'll go back and explain it later. But right now it's go fucking do this. And do then you go back that. and explain it later? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go back and I'll explain it later. If I, this sucks, but this is where I take onus of being a parent. If I deem it necessary, or if they ask, if they ask later on, maybe if I deem it necessary, then I'll let you know. But uh, like when it comes to like financial things, right? That's nothing to do with my children. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely nothing. So absolutely. no, I don't need to explain anything financially to you. Why you can't get this? Why you can't get that? Is because I fucking said so. the. Uh, and typically, that's the only thing that shuts my children up, at least my youngest one, because she acts wife everything. And so I have to end it with because I fucking said so. <laughs> Maybe it's just girls. Maybe it's just girls because I get I get thirty five wives before I get my. Well, it, I would ask, what makes gentle parenting so effective? Well, or okay, rather than bringing in Jamal, what is gentle parenting to you guys, and why do you believe it is more effective, or do you believe it's more effective? So, um, to me, gentle parenting is, so I also looked at the definition. So giving you my definition with the real definition, it's essentially taking, um, your relationship with your child, um, and establishing boundaries, understanding, respect, and empathy. So for us, gentle parenting usually when it when it comes to punishment, right? It usually starts with a conversation. It's an understanding of why you did what you did. Like if you if you, if you even fully understand what you're doing. A lot of times because our kids are younger, it's it's a nap time that's necessary. That's why things are happening. Um, and as opposed to me getting upset, it's understanding that that's why it's happening. But I want to understand from your perspective why you did whatever you did, um, and and respecting the fact that they are little humans at the end of the day, like, yes, you know, there are children, but our job as parents is to protect them, provide, you know, a home, food, all of that good stuff, um, and allow them the space to grow and figure out who they are, um, you know, while nurturing and all of that. So like, I feel like being quick to whoop, cause I'm not saying we, we don't ever, it has happened. Um, it happened this past weekend. If you didn't listen to Shit Talk Saturday, we'll jump into that in a second. But I feel like being quick to whoop and ruling by fear 
doesn't allow your child to feel comfortable in certain in certain situations um, enough to to kind of grow into who they're the fuck they're supposed to be like whoever whatever it is um so yes i do think that it is effective especially um like with with little boys right i think with our sons talking to them and allowing them that space to express their emotions and whatever is going on is healthy and i think i mean i don't know because i feel like our children are probably the first generation of children, more or less, where there are gentle parents in abundance, especially in the Black community. Um, so I don't know what kind of adults they're going to turn into. I, I like I don't have that research. I feel like if you're going to be a psychopath, you're going to be a psychopath. I don't think that because you see white people and they're going crazy and you think, oh, it's because they're gentle parents. No, I think there's something mentally wrong with I mean, that but- child they connect they, they gentle a lot of them gentle parents a lot of their kids are crazy i'm just saying and then i also yeah. think that gentle parenting gets it gets confused with other types of parenting because there's like child-led parenting where the kid does rule that household that's not the same as gentle parenting because i'm able to still establish boundaries as a parent without having to threaten you or you know like actually beat or you know, or you, you know, like, assault you, punch or, you in the chest right. as soon as I see you. When, when so you do you classify punching them in the chest as assault? Do, if I punch you in the chest, would you classify that as assault, Rich? I'm not your pal. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you can whoop your child. Matter. You can't whoop me. It does not matter. <laughs> I absolutely do classify that as assault because if you can't do it to a stranger on the street, you should. You can't whoop a stranger on the street. You can't take a belt and hit a stranger on the street. But you, you can take can. a belt and whoop a child. And I don't and I don't take a belt and whoop my child either. But when I, I say that we spank so. them, it's it's hand. You can't spank a stranger. You know how fast you'll go to jail. You very much you, can spank a stranger, spank sir. A stranger. There's whole clubs for it. There are clubs for that action, exactly. That's how they're telling you can spank That's a stranger. The game in every you can go online right now. Shut up. That is you know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. You swipe through Tinder enough, you'll start spanking a stranger. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Don't lie to me. But so I'm not I'm not gonna say that punching isn't assault. I'm just asking your question. Um I'm just saying though, like if you... I would say it, I would say it depends on how hard you hit them, why you hit them, right? Because if it's swift. Like just you know, like a quick little boom. I don't find that to be assault. It's 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 softer than hitting them with a belt, right? Because with a belt, I'm gonna grab, I'm gonna rear back and swing. It's softer than that. Uh, yeah, not. See, not. see, you no, see you what can't. I mean? No, you, you absolutely can't whoop a stranger. No, you can't. You but can, you can uh, <laughs> sway. I gotta throw my whole fucking train of thought off. Nonetheless, <laughs> I I don't think I think a lot of people misconstrue leading by fear, right? And leading by fear does not mean absence of respect, right? I can fear the fuck out of somebody and respect them at the same time. Uh, I feared what my grandmother was going to do to me had I did the wrong thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I respected the absolute shit. And my grandmother didn't, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna say she beat me, right? I was whooped with various items, but nonetheless, I think when it comes to raising boys and just boys specifically, uh, 
testosterone levels as you start to grow up get so high. A lot of boys challenge women, right? And I'm talking about boys that grow up in single mother homes, stuff like that. It'd be a little bit different for me growing up with my kids and then like Jamal, your kids growing up with you. Because a lot of us challenge because we get bigger, we get physically stronger, the testosterone is running through your body and you like, eh, your words don't mean shit. Like I can just move you out of my way and just do whatever I want. Where my grandmother showed me that's not necessarily the case because I'll still beat your ass, even though you, you, you're getting big. And, but I think without her doing that, I probably would have been, you know, a little bit more aggressive than I needed to be. I feared my drill instructors. I respected my drill instructors, but you know, like they both existed at the same time. I don't, I don't think like say, oh, wow, you can't, you shouldn't fear your parents. I think you should, you should fear what they're capable of. I think there should be, While be a healthy respect and a slight fear with a child of their parents in regards to if I do something wrong, there's going to be consequences. Mm -hmm. Like now having listened to you guys and thinking about what I do with my girls. So I, I try not to raise hands to my kids cause I have my own issues with that. So what I actually end up doing is I do wall sits mm -hmm. with the kids and they'll sit there and they will sit there until I get tired until they're done being done with whatever they're doing. I think, and it's, and that has become my threat of, my threat of violence, mm -hmm. if, if you will, you know what I mean? They know that if they don't do what I say and I say, hey, it's this, or you're sitting on the wall until I get bored, they're gonna get up and do it. That, that needs to, that needs to exist within children for, for them to grow up, I think, as functioning adults. Because they learn, they learn there's there's consequences to their actions. Gentle parenting, I don't think, teaches the the consequences to actions. I I know I'm not going to name names, but I I know someone that's very close to me who gentle parents, and their son is about the same age as my oldest, and the difference between the two kids is is insane. Night and day, it's not even close. It's not even close to the same. I say something, the girls listen, respond, and go get it done. Mm -hmm. This person says something to their son, and they just sit there and scream. Yeah. I, so, I would. I like to preface mine with, like, what my kids do at home, right? I, I'm way more lenient at home. Right. I don't really give a shit about what we do right. at home. We're not closed doors. But when we walk out of these walls, we get in that car and we go out. You, you'll hear everyone say it. Your kids are the most respectful, most nice mm -hmm. kids around. Like, of course, because I will beat their ass right here, right now. And yeah. I'm not waiting. I'm not pausing. <laughs> where you act up is where you get jacked up. And that's what they understand that. Mm -hmm. And so they don't want to get jacked up in the middle of the store. So they don't act up in the middle of the store. They also understand positive reinforcement. Hey, if I'm just good and I just do what daddy say, nine times out of ten, I'm going to give the fuck I want. Mm -hmm. So... I behave, I go to school, I do my schoolwork, I come back with A's and B's. Hey, daddy, uh, I like these shoes. Can I have them? Sure. Cool. We've had no issues. Yep. Mm -hmm. But if every time I turn around, there's an issue, you're talking back to your mommy, talking back to your teacher, you're fighting at school, and you're failing? Well, damn. I have. There's no incentive for me to do anything extra. Right. And folks, parents <laughs> that are watching out there in fucking Facebook world, yes, buying Jordans is extra. Okay. Absolutely. Nope. Buy, Absolutely. I, I'll go out and buy goddamn. I will, I will never buy my kids sketches. 
but I'll buy lower Nikes. <laughs> lower <laughs> Nikes. I'll buy lower Nikes. You can Nikes. just get the dunks today. <laughs> you get the lower. We, you will be barely bougie. <laughs> <laughs> you will be, you're gonna be the least bougie of all your friends. You see, you, y'all see my son. This is what it's my son. This is what my son wants. He often asks Brittany to wear her shoes. Well, to do that, you must behave. One must be on their best behavior. So I absolutely agree with that. I feel like we get the we have the same experience with people constantly complimenting our children and their behavior. Um, and there's still fear and respect that's there. I actually I have friends who whoop their kids. You know, in the sense, traditional black parents type. Um, and their kids are horror fucking bull. They're horrible. They're all over the place. The only way they listen is if you're whooping them type of situation. And it's like, it's almost as if in that situation, not every situation, it's like, as you punish them, you have to, it has to be more and more intense yeah. for them to, like, yeah, like they build up a town. You have to, you have to have, have a bigger and bigger show of force. Exactly. And once and like, you, once you max out, they realize you're done. Yeah. Exactly. Especially yeah. with boys, right? Like you were saying. Never max out. But you're, oh, but you're never a, max out. You're a man. You're I'm talking about, out. this is in particular, like a single mother with boys. See, now that was, now that was with me, with my mom was she she would show a bigger and bigger show of force well as i got bigger and bigger the show of force became less and less that's le- but that's what i was saying when it comes to single mothers raising boys mm-hmm. because our bodies grow the way we think growing up as teenagers and i'm only giving you my experience i can't speak for everybody you know is after a while i'm like i'm stronger than all of you i'm you know and that's the only thing that will stop me is physically stopping me from doing something. Talking means nothing to me in the environment that I grew up in, where I'm at. Speaking means nothing. Mm-hmm. You can talk all day long, but unless you physically stop me from doing whatever it is I want to do, I'm going to go do it, right? But I also grew up, uh, well, I was in ROTC, so I had grown men around me that says, no, you're not going to behave like this because we will physically stop. Mm-hmm. See, and for so me, that was that was martial you, arts. Yeah, you, second, you, you always second guess, like, damn, if I do this, that nigga big. Mm-hmm. I don't really wanna. I don't really wanna do that. Why are you so big? Yeah, you know. And that's how I thought about when it came to police officers walking around. I'm like, I was a small kid. Like, yo, y'all look big, bro. Like, I don't feel like tussling with y'all. And y'all don't talk. Y'all will just fight. So, <laughs> that's what you mean. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Y'all won't talk. Y'all just fight. So y'all will just throw hands. Y'all don't give a fuck. But, so I mean, I have ahead. a question for you guys. Um, getting kind of back on topic because we were about to veer. Uh, (laughs) But as far as, you know, having children and becoming parents, did you discuss parenting styles with your partner before having children? Or is this just something you worked on months as you went along? Yes and no. Yeah, about the same answer. We, me and my wife, we discussed like, I would say fundamental shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. can we work? Yeah, we do. Uh, can we do this? Can we do that? Yeah. But honestly, what me and my wife differences came in at was honestly when it came to my boys and then her figuring out where, what she could do inside of dealing with them. Um, that's what we did not act- actively talk about, right? Is 
those things as far as being a, a step parent um or just even how we were raised differently when it comes to our own child some things i'm like oh i don't like that <laughs> you know and it's you know because i i grew up in a family where babies were babies and you were a baby up until you're about like eight or nine right you were literally considered a baby where in her family you're you're damn near grown at six <laughs> Brittany was was watching other kids and cooking four course meals at the age of six so uh but yeah, no, no, that's what that was the end result that we came down to. That we have the same mission, but we just have different paths of getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that is something that I know is there's a lot of shit people should talk about before having kids. But that is absolutely one thing that you yeah, should talk yeah. about before having children. Never yeah, it was it was kind of similar with Amanda and I where we talked about like like are like are we okay to like whoop our kids? Yes, is that going to be like our first line or is it going to be? Like, hey, I've told you three, four times now, that's the line sort of thing. But when it, after we talked, when it came time to practice, it became more of, you know, we're not, we're not necessarily comfortable whooping the kids. We'll find another way to, to figure out how to discipline them where, you know, they're still going to feel it in their body because through pain comes discipline, but you know, it's not us laying hands on them. You know what I mean? Because when in my like when I grew up as a kid, I was I was the oldest guy, the oldest man in uh, in a house with my mom and my younger brother. So I was already a parent at the age of fucking seven. So I I got used to that. Where well, I don't deal well with you know babying and all that sort of stuff. And our our youngest likes being babied and you know is the is absolutely the younger the younger sibling and it's like you know how do we how do we handle that as opposed because i can handle like the older sophia i can handle her fine she's like me but you know it's 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 kind of figuring out how we work on our younger child because we're not used to that sort of mentality like how do you how now now let me ask you this now that that brings up this question how do you handle the different ages of the kids all at the same time because you've you know you all have kids that have come through certain age points you understand the certain points well now that you know you've got some that are getting older and starting to go through puberty they're rubbing off on the younger ones but they're not quite at that point yet how are you guys handling those situations so for me, with Izzy, I've never really like. So I pop, I whooped Izzy once, and it's mm-hmm. because like we were getting ready to go take pictures, and like she had on his dress, she had on her tights, she had on her shoes, she had everything ready, and then she just stands she, in the middle of the floor and pisses on herself. She she was like three. She was five. Five? Oh no. Oh okay. That Man, that makes the story so much better. Yeah. Okay. She yeah. was three and a half. She was three and a half, and she just stood there. She was fully potty trained since she's been one and a half. If you know how to go to the bathroom. We were standing no less, should you not, three feet away from the bathroom. She could have turned around, said, I got to go to the bathroom. She said nothing. She sat there for 30 minutes on her tablet. So I whooped her. And that was the only time. She doesn't remember it. It never happened in her mind, but it's like she never peed on herself again. She even holds her pee going to the uh, overnight. I think 
in our entire relationship, she what had one accident. Mm -hmm. She had a nightmare, had one accident. Five years. Yeah, so. I think that didn't answer Ty's question at all. Oh, uh, um. so, <laughs> to answer your question, a little bit, but I was here for it. I was here for the story. Well, yeah, we were just waiting. So to answer your question, I don't whoop Izzy, and we kind of just leave her in charge, and the boys are kind of they some pussies. So like anytime Izzy yells out like something's happening, I come into the room and they immediately stop and they freeze up like they're in trouble. Like they don't like being talked down to, they don't like being yelled at. So like the second you raise your voice and it's like everybody's ready to cry. Yeah, I think for, so for me, right? I think the unique um, issues that we come across is because Izzy is nine, almost 10, um, and as her stepmother, I've been her in her life for almost five years. It'd be five years this year. We, because she's the oldest in our home and the youngest in her mother's home, we have this like dynamic mm -hmm. where she comes back to our house more adults like than she should. And it's like, no, here we're still like kids. We're still watching like baby yeah, cartoons. Watch six this weekend. Yeah, like she wants to see Scream Six, and it's like, yeah, no, we're not there. So we're in this like weird area where you know we can only do but so much in parenting with her because mm -hmm. we don't have her all the time, right? Um, and so for us, I think the most important thing with her is to have these conversations, to have an understanding mm -hmm. of what's going on because she has a whole life separate of when she's with us. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of her behaviors and when she's acting out is a direct result of shit that's happening, you know, mm -hmm. at, at her mom's, at her mom's house. house. Like, I missed seeing her last week because her mama had court. Yeah. And it was some, it was some super messy shit. I tell you offline, but like, yeah, like to to the point where Izzy had to call the cops. Like it's it's real. There's a lot of shit happening there, so we have to deal with that. So those mm -hmm. having those gentle parenting conversations when she is acting out or whatever. The I don't think those are gentle parenting conversations. I think those are just normal conversations. I think that's yeah. I would qualify that as absolutely normal conversations. But I'm saying when an issue arises, like when her behavior is what yeah, it's is, to know when to be it. when to have that gentle hand. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, as far as the boys go, because they're they're so young to me as the nurturing mother type. Um, and then the way I was raised, right? I was raised by a single mother who was also a nurturing mother type. I, you know, really deal with the feelings. Whereas on Saturday with Snuggles, you know, it, Jamal picked him up and popped him before I could have so, uh, said anything <laughs> if I wanted to. I mean, I agreed with it in the moment. He choked a kid out. Right. So but... <laughs> for anyone who didn't hear what happened on Saturday, um, we were babysitting. Maul whooped Snuggles. Unfair. <laughs> I'm calling protest. We had a kid over. Now, the first time that he choked him out and he came out, the kid was very calm. And... The first time? Yes. The first, this happened he said the first funny. time. So yeah. the first time I, I go lie. same day. <laughs> yeah, same day. I'm like, the kid comes out very calmly and says, he choked me. It was very hard. Like, I don't I don't know what the fuck to do. So like I go in and I talk to him. And he's like, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. And I'm like, You tired? You overexcited? It's a lot going on. And he's three. Three. <laughs> like Y'all were all just wrestling. 
I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that you were wrestling with him. This was just something that happened as you were playing. He didn't like that you were doing that. Hey, knock it off, keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he exactly. he seemed okay. We gave him a piece of candy. Like that Snuggles. Okay. Snuggles didn't get shit. Like you choked the kid out. Like you don't you don't get to choke a kid out and then get candy. It's not like, hey kid, here's an airhead. Like you deserve this. Nah. So yeah. So anyway, as we're uh we're sitting out here and we're hanging out, like watching TV. We hear Izzy yell, Snuggles, stop. I go in there and they said Snuggles was just choking him. So he's sitting there and he's crying because he's like, he's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Nah, kid, you don't get to cry and like try to emotionally, like, because he expected <laughs> Brittany. Mm-hmm. He and thought then- he was going to pull up, she was going to see some tears. And everything would be, that's my baby. I can't <laughs> do anything to you. Mm-hmm. But instead, you got a hardened soldier, dog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I pulled up and it's like. We're going to put quotation around that hard you, part. You, ex- you expecting. You expecting, expecting Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, music hits. <laughs> <laughs> he acknowledged me that day. <laughs> Acknowledge me. Yeah. So, <laughs> him, so I snatched him up. I popped him on his butt. And like he took a nap and like that wasn't it like so for me there's a short-term punishment where like you can go stand in the corner you can take a nap like you can do things in the short term where it's like you're in trouble and you know it but there needs to be a long-term punishment for you to remember why you won't do this shit again so for snuggles he woke up every day asking is it my birthday because he wants to go to like the mario land and uh california california so we're like, yeah. the Nintendo world, they just opened it. Bro, I, I got all excited. I, I'm I'm about to interview for a job just to get flight benefits so Hold he on. can get this. I'm at to speak on, on Snuggles' behalf on this one, man. I don't I don't know. You can't cancel Mario World, bro. I can't. <laughs> I absolutely can. <laughs> bro, I, I, bro, I plan on getting a second. I want you to understand. Please. I want you guys to understand what just happened. Because. Captain Fuck Them Kids just said. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Fuck Them Kids has a soft place for Snuggles and has since the day he met him. Snuggles and Izzy, that's what it is. And he was just like, just whoop him twice. Fuck the fuck. Hey, dog, you can get some Mario Party and you can take two L's. What you want? Like, just do that instead. So, I wanna, I wanna. You're looking at a small town like, hey, we gotta negotiate, dog. I don't. I do not believe in double punishment. I do. I do not. I, I severely believe that. It's, you uh, just said whoop him twice. Uh, right. no, 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 no. But I'm just saying. The the trip. If I whoop you, I'm not going to cancel the trip. But if I don't whoop you, and I'm just yelling and cursing, because yelling and cursing is not a punishment. But uh, that's, that's not enough when you choke the kid out and twice. That's but see, I don't think I don't think yelling and cursing is a punishment. Period. Because <laughs> it's no. just words. It's just words. Like they they're. Kids are gonna get used to loud sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why loud, yelling person is, isn't enough. No, it's and it's, it's that's just a vehicle. Be like, hey, you can tell by my volume, I'm getting more upset. Once I hit a certain volume, I get quiet again, and then you're in trouble. Right. So I think we have a solid understanding of what we would probably do parenting 
younger kids, I want to know you guys' thoughts as we start talking about teenagers. And I'm not talking about your 12-year-olds. I'm talking 14, 15, 16, as they, you know, that good age of high school, right? Ooh, and obviously, this is all, you know, what we think might happen because none of our kids are in high school, at least mine aren't. Uh, so, mine are not. We had a good conversation in the chat about consent. With the oh, Lord. He's is. bringing this shit back up again. <laughs> no, I thought he was bullshitting. So as I thought he was as, bullshitting, as, y'all. All of this started about some hey. shit that we were talking about for anime court. As gentle <laughs> parents, right? Parents that no. that you should speak to your children. They should have, I don't want to say say so, but they should be able to express themselves. Uh-huh. As they start hitting those later stages, how do you deal with children that want to freely express themselves with their boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, you know, whatever, partner, you know, you got all those African-American house. All them sexual things that they got out there in the, um, say the community for me. So I don't fuck Tentacles and furries and all that. No, no, the LGBTQAI plus, and then I know some extra letters out there. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that, that was it? Oh, the plus yeah. covers the letters. Yeah. Okay. So how do how do you gentle parents first? How do you deal with that? Now, mind you, United States says eighteen, but then it falls under to local jurisdiction. Texas says seventeen, as we seen Michigan was fucking sixteen, right? Uh, Most yeah. states age is sixteen. Oh, Texas is absolutely seventeen. Is that seventy? 17 to 70? Anyone in that state's still alive. I mean, <laughs> no. Alabama's but that don't stop people in Alabama. <laughs> From marrying their cousin. Bro, well. nothing, nothing stops people in Alabama. Period. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so how, how, do you, how do you guys handle that? So, actually two very different views on this because I am from Michigan and I utilize that law in my favor, essentially. Um, not, you know, consciously, but I was 16 and my boyfriend was 20. Um, <clears throat> I think as a parent, I feel differently. Um, but from life experience, like, I don't know. We worked together at Wendy's. So it was like a very neutral place. It wasn't like he was perusing the high school and found me. Um, so, But he was still a grown man and you were a 16 year old. No, no, no. You cannot say that if the law says that she's allowed to, you cannot say you're a grown man, blah, blah, blah. You can't put your personal feelings in what the law says. He paid taxes. If so you need taxes, I, I pay taxes. Yeah, 16 years. If you got a job, you pay taxes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He files taxes. She pays taxes. There's a difference. I file taxes too. You file, if you work, you file taxes, you pay taxes. That's how you pay the taxes by filing. You like get all cycles back and forth. Yeah. But I, just I understand you. where your joke was going though, yeah. Yeah, no, the joke. That's why I didn't say anything because the joke was the joke, but like mm-hmm. the law is the law. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, that, but that's my question. Do you believe that or do you say no? Not in my house. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I don't give a fuck what the law says. Yeah, no, 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 no. I absolutely agree. In my home, while you are in my home, living under my, not even like physically here, and you're you're fucking somewhere. Like when you're under my roof, right? You're going to follow my rules. Yeah. Now, children are gonna do what children are gonna do. Like they 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 are. I'm not. I'm have no intention of 
completely tracking you 24 hours a day. Oh, no. Ever. I get you no. a phone. I'm tracking that bitch. I want uh, no, no, no. When I say when I say tracking, as in your location will be turned on, yeah, so I can find you. Right, but I don't know what you're doing. But I'm not going to be. Right. You're saying, Dad, I'm going to a football game, you know. Right. It's, it's at 7 o'clock. You okay, can low-key cool. be under the bleachers, but I don't know that. Uh, yeah. And, you yeah. know, it is what it is. But, See, I think. But I, I know think... I better not find out. See, and I think I think the best thing that we can do as parents in situations like that, especially where, as you get me thinking about my two girls getting into high school, and I think promise of them you, as you at Railing High School, are you allowing your kids? No, absolutely to- not. Not anywhere near me. No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> absolutely not. But like I was trying to say, um, I think the best thing we can do as parents, right, is give our kids a genuine knowledge and understanding of what they're to expect in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what, this is what type of drugs are out there. These are the type of people that are out there. These are the situations. And then you give them, you make sure that they understand that. And then as long as they, you and they have the same understanding or a similar understanding of what these things can do to you. I think, for the most part, I'm not going to speak in every because there's always like outliers to every rule. But I think for the majority of, of kids, as long as you have that that understanding and that 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 kind of heart to heart with your kids about what's going on, I think they'll make the right choices for the most part, as long as you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Allow them to make their own mistakes. Because if you because here's the thing, right? If you demonize, if you demonize alcohol, drugs, you know, the wrong people, all these sorts of things, you just outright demonize and say, Don't go near them, don't touch them, don't do anything. The kids are gonna kids are gonna do two things. They're gonna become curious. Why can't I go near that? Oh, because I said no. Well well, why? Well, that's why I think explanation comes in at And that's what I'm saying, is you need to you need to I, yeah. I, I do believe that I do not have to allow you to make your own mistakes for you to understand what I'm talking about. I don't have to make the mistake to understand that it is wrong. I don't have to do that. And you don't have to sniff cocaine to understand <laughs> that you should not be sniffing cocaine. You don't. I ain't never done meth and I know not to do meth. <laughs> I know not to blow We're not supposed to sniff the cocaine? What are we supposed to do with it? See? And, and so I believe it. Because, Shit, I, believe I have it to get rid of some stuff now. I believe it comes with a genuine conversation. That's okay? a joke for legal reasons. Ty's not going to lose his job. I don't, I don't mind letting them letting them know exactly what the world has off. Like, hey, look, I'm not saying that you can't go to the club in your tight dress. Just know that these type of dudes are out there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying that you can't drink with your friends, but it's probably not a good idea to get Completely shit based it by yourself with people that you don't know. Right. Not a good idea. Get shit based with people that you do know, have a hangover, realize it's stupid. And sometimes you probably shouldn't get shit faced with people that you do know, right? Like you you know, because then you don't know that you that they was fucked up until you did until that moment. In Mm -hmm. that moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what they were waiting on was for you to get completely shit faced. So I want my kids to know never get so inebriated that you cannot properly function. Right? I'm not saying drinking and drive but i'm saying like you should be able to say oh shit here's my phone hey 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 pops come pick me up man because hey this shit not moving right hey bro let's leave because they not moving right you need to always be watching out with what's going on uh now with I mean, that oh 
uh, with that, I want to ask you something because I've I've thought about this a lot in like car rides and stuff. You know, when you got nothing better to do but think. When you get the first phone call, it's all right. Hey, you knew you were fucked up enough, you know, to to call me. Cool, thanks. We we've got the understanding. What do you do on like the fourth or fifth time you get that phone call? What do you mean, like because now mean? because now it's starting to show as like a pattern, right? Okay, how old are they? Say they're 15, 16 years old. Oh well, first off, I shouldn't be getting that many goddamn phone calls anyway. <laughs> Why are you not in the house? <laughs> Have um, you never watched Euphoria? Clearly, they're all doing oh, it. First off, first off, <laughs> I would be in jail because fucking what's the what's the skinny girl's name? Ruth? The twelve year old uh, in Euphoria. Uh, well, that's her name Zendaya. on Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, yeah. Rue. If, if I'm her mama, I'd rather be in jail because Zendaya. Bro, I'd, I'd just rather be in jail. She's how has how has how have we not watched a whooping live on on TV on that just damn show? TV. Yo, because <laughs> all teenagers on TV these days need their ass whooped. Like, imagine having a kid like Tariq from Power. Imagine having Tariq as your kid. Like I would beat the fuck out of him, yo. Like even if you white watching Riverdale, like I've seen them go like, from strippers to bar owners to like speakeasy owners to gang members and like everything. There's no way I feel like obviously it's just a story, but I feel like if your child really ends up like that, that you had to have literally said, I don't even care to pay attention yeah. to what you're doing. I'm not there. I'm the Charlie Brown it, parents. It, it it only takes one close to overdose for me to literally watch everything that you do. Absolutely. And they were like, well, I got to live my life. I am living my life. I'm living my life by watching make sure that this motherfucker don't kill itself. And mm-hmm. I am literally, you're going to be upset. You're going to hate me. Dad, you don't trust me. No, I'll tell you the truth. I don't have to lie to you. No, I don't trust you. And I'm drug testing you every five seconds I get. I don't need to drug test you. You just because you're, you're not going to do anything where you're going to be able to get to get them. So, so let me ask you. Okay, this. if you got to go with me to work, that they sit so, right here in the coffee room. So that, so that, so I put I put myself in that situation right, just in my head. So I'm I'm your son, right? I make that mistake. I I close to I O D and but I get brought back, right? And now I've got you down my neck mm-hmm. every five seconds. Yep. And I understand as a parent. I understand your position. I understand it. But flip that from your son's perspective. Like, say it's RJ, right? I'm not concerned about my son's perspective. I'm not. And why I'm not concerned about it is because my ultimate goal is to keep you alive. I allowed you to run your own life and you completely screwed it. And it's only by the grace of God and luck that you did not die. I will not take that chance again. I understand that you might hate me. I understand that you might rebel. I fully own that and I will fully accept it. But until you are out of my care, you will not move in. See, that's so for me, that is my thing is I I operate on kind of like the the two strike thing. But you don't get to try us up. It's like, no, no, because you, you, <laughs> you do the you do the like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't get a, he doesn't get a say. He's gotta be at least five, oh, six. Oh sweez sweezy. Oh, we'll talk more <laughs> offline about Jerry. <Daddy. laughs> No, because you don't block me again for the football thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, you don't. You don't get a say. You don't get because no, you don't get no. What I'm Odie. saying, what I'm saying though, is you you fuck it up the first time. A, you get one more. You get one more shot. You fuck it up again. 
then I absolutely agree. Go fucking full commando. Are we talking OD or are we talking just like a major fuck up? Right? I'm saying like, like a major fuck up. I'm not, I'm not talking like I'm not talking like straight up an OD, but I'm talking like a major fuck up. Like okay, hey, that's different. I'm thinking OD like a major life. right. Like, yeah, no, no, no. If, if if it's like straight up like a drug OD, like you're shooting up smack yeah. in the fucking bathroom, that's one thing. But if it's like hey, like you're say say you're getting a call every third week. Hey, I'm too drunk to get home, Dad. It's 3 a.m. Can you come give me a ride? I'll take those calls. I'll take those calls. 10 out of 10. But you're not going to, but you wouldn't do any, you wouldn't do anything then? No, I I wouldn't say if if he's 18, 19, right? And he's calling, Mm -hmm. he's drunk, you know, I'm talking to him. Hey, you're probably making some really shitty life decisions, but somewhere along the line, you're, what I've said has sat with you because you can still call me. Mm -hmm. You're not so messed up that you can't call me. So as long as I can get those phone calls, I will still come get you. But I'm saying it like okay. the 15, 16 year old age. Well, you know my 15, what I mean? 16 year old isn't drunk. <laughs> Just not. They're not drunk. Not there's nowhere. I'm sorry, this sucks, but there's nowhere that my children go that I do not know where they are. And the first time you end up in a place and I have no idea that you're there, there is serious consequences behind it. My children do not go a single place. I know where my kids are at any given time. Or where they should be at any given time. And if you're not there. That is a problem. I know who has my kids. I know where when they move from one spot to the other. Izzy goes to North Carolina to visit her grandmother all the time. I know I can pick up the phone and know exactly where she's at. Because me and her mom pay that close attention to her well-being. Parents should not know that they, they don't, I don't know where my son is. You should never yeah, not know the answer to that. Yeah, like that commercial That's, in the 90s. Never, yeah. It's 8 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? Yes, the fuck? <laughs> I, well, I know where they should yes. be. And I know where they are. Not, where they, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. when we go into bed, I check. Okay, cool. They're in the bed. I go on. Yeah. I feel you. So I have a question for you guys. Do you, um, in in the topic of conversing with your children, do you apologize to your children? Yes. Did I do something wrong? If you did something wrong. Yes. Yeah, if I do something wrong, I will apologize. Yeah. I absolutely because you have to you have to show them that it's okay to admit fault, mm-hmm. right? Because like, but like my kids, they they're fun, like one of their things is they like to come up and teach me a fun fact, right? So if I don't if I learn something new from them and I don't acknowledge that, is that reinforcing them to go learn something? No, it's the same thing where if they come up and they say something and I get mad at them, but I'm wrong, I should apologize. That's what we teach them is when they fuck up, they apologize. If I, if I te- if I monkey say, but don't do, what's that teaching them? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. I completely agree. I try my best not to project answers. So like when I'm like, did you do, I'll, I'll ask stuff like, Hey, did you do that? But I won't be like, you did that. Did you? Right. Mm-hmm. I won't, I won't phrase it like that, but I'll be like, did you do that? Or just what happened? Mm-hmm. Okay, your story not matching up with your story. Who lying? Yeah. In oh, our okay. house, lying is, is big. Honestly, yeah. it's not so much what you did, but if you lie to me about what you did, I'm more upset mm-hmm. about that right. than like what you did. And right. so that's, yeah. And then it's just who going to catch the ass with me? Is it going to be you or your brother? Who going to do it? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to walk out. I'm going to let y'all discuss amongst one another. <laughs> And we're gonna come back. We're gonna figure out who we're gonna Low key, uh, I got a question. When when you walk out the room, right? Low key, do you listen to the negotiations? No. 
Oh, I do. It's so funny to listen to. <laughs> nah, I don't care. Nine times out of ten, I'll, I'll end up forgetting, and then they'll just sit in the room. <laughs> oh, waiting, I don't. I, I'm not waiting worried about the punishment. I just like listening to the kids. Like, no, you take the asshole. No, you but, take the asshole. But, <laughs> I try my best. I don't want to say not to be wrong because I mean, there's times where I'm just wrong. But I try my best not to blame my children for things that I don't know that they've done. If I know you've done it, then there's obviously I know. But if I don't know, I try my best not to just automatically blame you. Unless it's some shit that I've seen over time that you are the only child that's done it numerous of times. So it's a safe bet you were the nigga that did no, I automatically think the Snuggles every time, no matter who did it. I remember one time Snuggles blamed like his stuffed animal. He was like, No, it was blue. And it was no. like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, sunflower seeds Fresh all over bag. the ground. Just oh, yeah. mm-hmm. well, you and Blue about both about to get your last word. <laughs> right, exactly. So I have I have one last question for you guys. Um, so as far as how you were raised and parented, what would you or what do you continue? to do with your children um and then what would you do differently i'm gonna say this hoping that whoever's watching my family i love you guys but i would say express love more right so i do that more than what i feel like was happening to me right not saying that they did not love me not saying i'm saying actively express hey i love you have a great day hey i love you give a hug Right, I do that way more now than what I feel like happened with me. Uh, there was a lot of us, I don't lie, like fucking 11 at any given time, like 11 to 13 of us running in and out of the house. Um, where I only have three to worry about, they worried about a lot. Um, but there are plenty of things that I still do. Ass whoopings happen constantly. Uh, my grandmother was really big on giving analogies and speaking and saying, hey, look, this is what's going to happen. Like, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. You know, and saying, you know, you can go out there, you can steal, but I'm not getting your ass out of jail. So she let she she let it know up front. I'm not coming to pick you up from jail. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. So don't ever think that it's okay to do something to get in trouble and think I'm going to come get you because I'm not. And I tell my kids the same thing. Uh, my granddaddy told me, I was like 16. He was like, if you feel like you got somewhere else better to be, by all means, go. There's one less person I got to worry about. Now, I don't think I would ever say that to my kids, but I would let them understand that through, like, action. You know? Um, but it, for me, I t- I didn't take it bad when he said it. I took it as in the sense of being grateful. Like, you know, this could be worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I ever feel like I'm just too big to pay attention or too big to respect people that are in the house, Please go find your own house to do the thing, the crazy things that you're doing. Go do it over there, because in this house, it's not that. Uh, so that's that's best. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way with uh, expressing love. Like I, my mom wasn't really um, wasn't really like super affectionate. So I've found now that like a lot of my mornings or or a lot of most of my days are like, hey come give me a hug kiddo or all that. Like I make sure that every morning when I drop the kids off to school, Hey, they get a, they get a kiss. They get told that they're loved have a good day. I want to hear about your day at the end of the, or I want to hear about what you learned at the end of the day. You know, I, I take an interest in them because as a kid, you know, no one, my mom didn't do that for me. And it was just kind of a lot of like, 
there's kind of like a barrier put between. So I don't want that for me and my kids. I want like us to, you know, get along really well. Um, but punishment through pain is still one of those things that I absolutely believe in because it works. They, they know, Hey, this, this is your line. This is your limit. Don't, don't go through it or you're going to get in trouble. And I think that is one thing that, cause my mom was also very upfront, like, Hey, I'm going to bail you out of jail once. Don't waste it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with my kids. Yeah, I got once because there was only me and my brother. Absolutely. They told me don't come back. You go to jail, don't come back. No, I got I got once and that was damn they won't get you and you can't come back. I can I get myself out, I can come back. I you just won't come get me. Yeah, you you just (laughs) okay. My mom said if I got if I got thrown in after 10 p.m. I'm staying till the next morning. Yeah. Um, so for me, I told them like I told Izzy in the beginning, like, I don't know what a good parent is supposed to be. I never really had one. My dad wasn't there for me. <clears throat> Monica was there, but she would obviously like leave me with her kids. So leaving me with her kids was like her way of saying, You gotta deal with the problems I don't want to. And I never wanted that for Izzy. I've always wanted to be there be open and be honest with who I am because like at the end of the day I don't want her to grow up with like this role model and this figure and you don't know shit about me beyond like I'm responsible and I take care of you I cook your meals I get you ready for bedtime like we go out we have fun but we only do the things you want to do so you never get to see what I do or you never get to know what I like or you don't get to experience things the way I would want to with you. And through that, like we've been able to grow and see things like I watch our house and uh, all types of stuff with her and she'll watch stuff with me and vice versa. And now she's like discovering things that like we love together. So for example, I read the Percy Jackson series. I just bought her the book series and we finished it on Sunday, book one. So. Yeah, I think so for me, the way I was, I like the way I was raised. Um, and I. That's one I, out of four. We're killing it, guys. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she had a nanny, though. Yeah, I mean, at one point in time, I did have a nanny. Yeah, but um, A nanny? What in the Fresh Prince of Bullshit is this? Right. So as she's talking about her struggle growing up on eight mile, I never, she never said that. She had a name. She's up, she's up in Bill Lord. The rest was in Compton. All right, let's let 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 go ahead, Brittany. Um, but yeah, so okay. I, I, I like to swing low I, niggas. I feel like my mother did a great job of of establishing boundaries. There was a healthy amount of fear, as there was, you know, eventually friendship. Um, as I got older type of thing, um, before she passed, my mom was my best friend. I called her every day. So like that relationship was able to develop and grow over the years, but you know, spanking was involved in that. Um, I don't so much do that with my children. So that's one thing that, you know, we don't, that's not, that's not our first, um, tool in our parenting, uh, toolbox we pull out, but, um, one of the one of the things that my mom did do with us that I would like to do as our children get older um, and kind of 
have more of an understanding of, of consequences to their actions, or appropriate consequences to their actions. Um, anytime I would get in trouble, my mom would let me pick my punishment. If my punishment was not severe enough for what she thought it could be, then I'd get spanked. So I had to like actually think about what the consequence to my action should be and if it was appropriate for the actual act. I don't think I've ever had that question. What kind of Russian roulette ass punishment? I was on punishment so Spankings. long. They forgot I was on punishment. Like I was on punishment that long. My grandmother took my Game Boy color. She hid it. And this was like in July. Did it she had bought me a whole yeah. nother one for Christmas because she completely forgot that she had took the other. That's hilarious. That. That's, that's hilarious. how long. But that's also how often I got drunk. So now uh, I feel that. Yeah, he said you got to pick a punishment. The fuck? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she had a nanny. Of course, she got to pick a nanny. <laughs> that shit oh. blows my mind. It wasn't long, and it was more for my sister. Yo, was it Franz Drescher or whatever her name was? No, she was a Jamaican woman. <laughs> Jamaican woman? You got Jamaican good food and a nanny? The I fuck? I got mac and cheese out of a box. I don't recall her cooking. That I don't recall that. that that's not a thing. Oh, you're um, talking about. I got patties. Overall, I just, I feel like, I think the, and the other thing I do differently is that I'm, I'm, I'm married. No shade to my parents, but. I'm trying to make this work in a two-parent household. So, for my like, I think only a few of us have been married. Um, uh, you know, in my family in general, but big ass shade. Yeah, I'm a child of divorce, so my parents were married until I was. My parents were in the same home and together until I was like seven or eight, um, and then separated. They didn't get legally divorced until I was eighteen. That's old people right there. Yeah, and, and they're Catholic. They're married, they just move apart. And <laughs> they yeah. don't get they don't get divorced. Just leave, yeah, leave until one of them dies. Okay, okay so I got one last question. In what okay. age do you believe your children should know you as an adult? Not you as the parent, but you as Brittany or Jamal or Tyrell as your adult, the anime nerd that you are. Or do you think your children should, for the most part, only know you as their parent? Um, I absolutely want my children to know me as an adult. I want them to, because as a 33-year-old woman who still does not feel like I have my shit together, but our parents made it seem like they were the adultiest adults. But I, as I get older, I realize we're all just faking it till we make it for real. Um, <laughs> so you get into that groove of knowing what you're doing. But like, I want my kids to understand that, you know, I'm not expecting perfection at 18 at 21, like we're growing, we're changing, we're people. And I want them to have fun. That's why we take, we want to take our kids to cons because these are things we're interested in and we want them to be interested in it too. And to get to know who we are. My mom, like I said, my mom, like I said, was my best friend. When she passed, I looked at my dad in his face and I was like, I don't even know your favorite color. Like, I don't know shit about you. But like I knew everything and she had health problems. So I had to know a lot of, you know, a lot more intimate details than, you know, you usually would. But it was just like, it was just one of those moments. And this was in 2020 that I could look at him and be like, as a 30 year old woman, I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Like you're my father, but I don't have this friend 
relationship. And like the older you get, that's what you want with your kids because I don't have to parent you anymore, but I still want you to share your life with me. I still want to be a part of that. So yes, I want you to know who I am. I got that relationship with you. See, I think my answer is it depends on maturity very much so. Do I want them to know me as a person? Yes. But if they're still acting like a child when they're 35, like they're still, you know, fucking up and doing the same dumb stuff they've been doing as kids. And no, I'm I'm your parent until you show me you're mature enough to know me as otherwise. Yeah. So I, 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 was, I was thinking around like that 22 age. We know where you start. Yeah, when you start. Out. Yeah, uh, when you start but it also them. depends on, you know, if they joined the military or not, you know. Certain little things. Nah, I, I do not. I want my kids to. I do not want. Them. I do not want them to join. However, I will, I not, will stop not stop them. them from mm-hmm. I will let them know exactly one hundred percent of what you are getting yourself into, and if you cannot handle X through uh, fucking A through Z. And not, I'm not saying skipping it because you can't skip any fucking letters. Mm-hmm. You cannot handle A through Z. The answer is no go to school. You feel like you can't afford school? Go to fucking school. If you only going because you want to pay for school, go to fucking school, get grants, scholarships. This is why you did so well in fucking high school. Like, go. Now, if this is just something that you want to just do because you want to venture the world and you want to learn new experiences, I'm all for it. You're going to learn me anyway because that's who I am. So I'm going to, I'm showing you me so that you can relate to things that are inside of there. And so you'll feel a little bit better, but I'm thinking about that 22 age where they are mature enough to, mm-hmm. you know, handle a drink. I want to sit down with my son, like I do with my pop, sit down, have a beer, argue over basketball, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, where we can sit, you know, do little stuff like that. Um, so you're saying you just turn the switch on at 22, like? I mean, uh, essentially, until they turn twenty-two. Hey, kid, you want to see magic trick? Trauma them. <laughs> doing this all your life while you're. <laughs> My personality is being there. We broke. You suck. You won't hear me yell at you as much. You won't hear me, you know, forcefully tell you like, hey, what the fuck? You should be doing this, that, right? It's going to be more of the, hmm, okay, you did that. That was dumb, but okay. Yeah. You know? All right, let me know all the shit you got away with. We're we're mm-hmm. good now. You're in the yeah, club. I, I, I just make sure I constantly remind them I ain't paying for shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I let my kids know I'm I'm done with three kids. I raise no more. So the ones you bring in, my boy, belong to you and you alone. I told the kids I don't even want a pet because I don't want to take care of nothing else. Anything else that comes in this house is on them. And they looked at me like I was lying, and I said I will not make another meal. <laughs> now, oh, see. Jay, you bring up a huge point, and I know we we probably way over time, but the 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 real quick the John Morant issue where your child becomes the breadwinner in the family, right? And we all know as black folk, the one that pays the bills, the one that has to say so. We we're not going to even try to fucking argue that. We know that. What happens when your child is the one paying the bills because they are the ones that. You know, Josh, twenty-three. You know, I mean, yeah, and, and they are of a good age, right? So they're not like sixteen paying the bills, telling you go sit the fuck down. 
but you know they're 23. SMD. Yeah. <laughs> they're 23, 24. You know, one of my kids says that it's game over. You <laughs> lost. Go to ticket to the afterlife. <laughs> you know, how do you handle that? You are about to meet your ancestors. They've moved. They've done essentially done what you could not do, which was change the the, the trajectory of your family, right? I would give myself a motherfucking pat on the back because clearly I did something better than my parents did. Yeah, and I would enjoy the fucking fruits of my labor. What you're gonna pay my bills? Okay, but your labor just told you to go sit your old ass down and shut up. I'm gonna fuck my labor. Then I'm gonna. Do I? Am I getting paid? Sit my old ass down and shut the fuck up. The answer is yes. I'm going to sit my ass down and shut the fuck up. I'm going to find a hobby, and I'm going to chill the fuck out. Dog, I just got into watercolor paintings at that point. I don't give a fuck. I'm still old and angry. I don't know. You bought me a house, and you're paying my bills? I ain't got to do shit. Right, like Jenny said, then I'm going to sit my old ass down. You're making a fool of my family. You won't know I exist in the house. I'm mixed on that only because my pride is not going to allow you to speak. That's to your pride. Way. That's your pride, nigga. <laughs> right? I'm back, so, I'm back. That's got your pride. I, I kind of be like, I, I kind of be like, uh, I'm okay with somebody else paying my bills. Like I am, I'm okay with that. I'm gonna, I mean, if I'm if I nice. raise my kid well enough that they can pay my bills, I feel. What do you mean? That's the biggest inflate I mean, of my ego right. ever. It's, that that makes sense. Who paid for your AAU? Who paid for your this? Who brought? Who got you to where you are for you to be able to do? Which that? is why I'm gonna enjoy the fruits of my labor. This is a payback for everything I invested in. Nigga, I put in all this work, all this money, all this time in you. I showed up at your games. I brought you to those games. I got you invested in basketball. Like, Brittany said she's gonna sit right next to you and say yep. you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. next. Brittany, you trying to watch Golden Girls? <laughs> right. You trying right. to watch Golden Girls? I'm trying to watch Golden Girls. Exactly. Because you can't see your kids win. No, no. <laughs> Seeing them win and them telling you to go sit your old ass down are two different things. But but what am I doing up? <laughs> like, well, I was saying his way. Why was He's I, the one like, making money. Why are we even having this conversation? What was I doing? <laughs> at this point, at this point, it's, we're just arguing because Rich like won't let his well, no, no, ego lose. What if, what if they're actively fucking up? Like Jaw was, he's actively fucking up the money that can be tell, coming in. Can you tell him like you have. Then you, then you, then you. Step yeah, in. that's a man-to-man conversation. That's yeah. not a. That's not a bill payer to whatever. That's yeah. A, I that's, can't speak on the situation. But I can say that his father should have stepped in a long time ago and said to him, listen, dog, you were fucking up. You have a shot at being the new face of the NBA. Like, fuck all that shit that they talking about. Fuck everything that they're trying to tell you in the streets. Powerade wants you on sponsorships. You have your own signature shoot. There's so many superstars that are begging for this chance. And your career is just beginning. You're 23. Y'all are on a winning streak. Y'all are hot. Your jerseys are selling out. Everybody wants to look like you. Everybody's out here doing a dance. Like, they doing it, dog. You show up and you change the perspective of, like, whatever. Facebook, algorithm, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever John Morant shows up at. He does a press conference. He does a dance. He did. It's blockbuster. But, like, you absolutely want to be young. You need to have somebody in your corner that's specifically your father to say, listen, dog, get your shit together. Because otherwise, you're going to ruin your life 
and you won't come back from this. I've lived my life and now I'm here in my high years enjoying it with you. And I'm supposed to teach you and monitor you along the way. Like parents' job don't stop when you turn 18. No. That's a black parent thing. Like they kick you out and they tell you, <laughs> I dog, it's all on you. Nah, I can still call my dad right now because it's not his job hasn't ended. Like I still need you for some shit. I still need you for advice. Like I could still text you and like be like, yo, I don't know what the fuck to do. And even if what the fuck he got to say don't make sense, it's still better than not knowing anything. Like Come on now, like T. Morant should have his ass whooped more than John Morant should because you're there at every game and you're watching him do this dumb shit. You're watching him say shit to people that he shouldn't be saying it to. You're watching him hold laser pointers out at security guards and like doing stupid shit that could jeopardize his million dollar career. Right. Okay. Well, right. <laughs> Sorry, getting hit I, with the facts. <laughs> I watch a lot of first take. Stephen A. Be proud of me right now. Yeah, but um, on that note, did you guys have anything else you wanted to? Nah, we got to end it. I, I got. Yeah, go we, we we gonna wrap it up. Um, but if you guys are still here and you are listening, make sure you like like and subscribe, comment, share, all of that. Make sure you check out our Patreon and all of our Patreon exclusive content. Um, like I said before, Shay and I are on Keeping It Real have been doing Bel Air on Patreon. Anime Court just released a episode on the state of Pokemon today and the future of Pokemon. Um, so please go check those out. On Saturday, we will be, well, this weekend we're going to do a Ship Talk Saturday. Rich won't be there. Um, I will be in Charlotte. He will be in Charlotte. Tuesday, we will be doing the um, OnlyFans sex worker episode. So I will be sleep. Stay tuned for that. Definitely going to be ignorant on that episode. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay unapologetically black. Have a good night. Yay.